a strange summer for many travel and tourism groups, as the warm weather across the UK and World Cup football encouraged some would-be travellers to stay home. I'm Julia Forshaw, and on this episode of Boardroom Talks, I'm joined by Daniel Koss, Chief Financial Officer at PPHE Hotel Group, to discuss today's interim results and the outlook for the sector. So PPHE strikes this balance between being a hotel operator and a property company. So can you just start off with explaining to our listeners how this sort of owner-operator structure works? Yeah, sure. Um, so at, um, at PPHE Hotel Group, uh, we indeed uh, create shareholder value through uh, to two ways. Um, first of all, um, we buy property and we own property and we develop it ourselves and and we operate it so so this this combined model will give shareholders uh, a, a return both in cash uh, cash returns on our profits and um, and on value value appreciation and you reported your interim results today for the 6 months to the end of june and so what are you hoping that investors will take away from today's update we used to uh, report uh, our normal metrics like revenue and, and EBITDA, and, and we report a 5% revenue growth and a 1.7% EBITDA growth. More importantly, what we started reporting uh, from, from this uh, this uh, June onwards is the indicators on our real estate um, uh, business. So uh, this is uh, our EPRA NAV, which is the uh, the asset value per share, and the uh, basically the cash earnings we do with, uh, with, our, um, with our assets. Uh, so those two new indicators uh, are quite interesting, I think, if you want to look at the real estate angle of our business. Um, so we reported uh, today a £24.21p and EPRA NAV per share and a uh, EPRA earnings of £1.08. All right. Anything else that you feel like were sort of particular highlights over the period? Yeah. So uh, since we're quite a large asset uh, asset heavy company, um, we also uh, love to invest a lot in our in our assets. So over the past period, we've been heavily investing in in upgrading our portfolio um, and in in building new hotels. Uh, and you see that in results at the moment because uh, a lot of rooms are off. So uh, I think what's quite exciting is that uh, we will enter now a, a, an annum of a year wherein um, uh, we'll open uh, a lot of new rooms and, and then that will hopefully give a boost to our results. We've, we've been um, quite busy over the past six months and uh, we're quite optimistic over how the uh, remaining six months look. Mm-hmm. And you've been spending quite a lot on refurbishing existing sites and on recent acquisition. And so do you feel like you're getting a sufficient return on capital, sort of what you were hoping for when you set out on this? Yeah, sure. Um, before we uh, uh, enter into an investment, we obviously first do an analysis whether uh, uh, whether the yields make sense. So uh, we, we typically have a targeted return for reconfigurations and a targeted return for uh, for new investments. And up to now, uh, they've been paying off exactly how uh, how we wanted this. So uh, obviously, uh, um, the, the, the major investments were done over the past two years, so they still need to mature. Uh, but up till now, it's going uh, according to plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you have any more acquisition plans perhaps over the next half of the year? Well, um, we have an excess cash position of 200 million pounds. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we, we do have uh, funds available for further growth. So we want to invest in our current portfolio and, uh, and upgrade that even further. And we're on the lookout for, uh, for uh, new deals uh, throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another thing that you spent a decent amount of money on in this set of results is this uh, interim dividend increase by 45% to 16p per share. So what do you kind of feel like you're trying to signal to investors with such an increase and 
do you feel that such a large dividend increase is sustainable going forwards? Yeah, so we started paying dividends in uh, 2012. And back then we announced that we would have a progressive dividend policy uh, just in line with, uh, with our results and the cash flows of the operations. Uh, and we as a board believe in, we, in our business model and in the cash it's generating currently. So uh, we're paying uh, a, a significant uh, addition to last year's interim dividend because we believe in, in the business model and the cash it generates. So uh, if, if you see uh, uh, the percentage of the APRA earnings we're paying out, I think it's still prudent. Uh, and and you know, we believe we can uh, sustain that dividend, yes. Mm-hmm. And on the sort of property end of the company, do you have any concerns perhaps about Brexit coming through and the the fears that property, especially in London surrounding area, might get substantially cheaper and the impact that that would have on your portfolio? Well, the problem with Brexit at the moment is um, that we just don't know what's going to happen. Um, is it a hard Brexit, soft Brexit, or if there even is a Brexit? So we, as a, as a hospitality industry, we're quite agile, so we're quite adaptive. Um, we've been uh, in this industry now for 30 years, and we've seen a couple of crises, uh, terrorist attacks, and all all sort uh, all that sort of things. We've been able to survive throughout. Um, the things that we now at this moment prepare for is making sure that we have good funding for our assets, and we recently refinanced our whole portfolio in the UK, uh, making sure that uh, the first coming eight years uh, we do not need new financing on our existing properties. And the other side is that we are um, you know, heavily investing in uh, retaining uh, our workforce uh, and, and making sure that we have uh, employees available because they are our largest asset really uh, in, in, on, in the in the hotels. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned pre- kind of previous, I suppose, so-called disasters like uh, terrorist attacks and such. And I suppose Brexit's different because you can kind of see it coming. You might not know the details yet, but you sort of have an idea of what the situation is going to look like. And so how has this changed your preparation for such thing or how you're dealing with it? Well, if Brexit is going to be a very soft one and, and borders will stay open for uh, traveling public like tourists and, and business people, that that's a completely different situation than when you have a hard Brexit and people need to uh, request visas, for instance, to get into the country. So in that aspect, I, I, uh, that's what, what we're saying. Like, you know, we really need to know what's coming. We know something is coming, but we need to know what's coming to prepare for it. So we feel protecting our assets in terms in terms of funding uh, protecting our operations in terms of, of uh, getting employment. Those are the two most important factors. Uh, and we keep focusing on that. And, and for the rest, we'll see what's coming. And I'm uh, I'm confident that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be able to deal with it. On the side, we, uh, we are um, uh, exposed to the UK for 55%. So 45% of our business is outside of the UK. Um, so, you know, we, we, we are quite diverse in, uh, in that respect. Mm-hmm. If it was uh, a perhaps a hard Brexit scenario, would you look at maybe developing that uh, existing 45% to perhaps be a larger part of the portfolio? I, I think that would be a bit preliminary to say at this point. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. And PPHE operates towards the more premium end of the market with brands like Park Plaza. So do you have concerns even in the uh, near term about some downturn in the UK economy and limits on possibly on discretionary spending? like a hotel stay, or perhaps discouraging business travelers from coming to the UK? 
Well, at this point in time, uh, we we obviously uh, in our industry we we carefully look at at demand, and demand comes from from within the UK and from outside of the UK. Um, at this point in time, um, um, we we are very confident on on the on the second half of the year. Uh, we actually saw that thanks to the Brexit, uh, the sterling decreased, and it led to a very large influx of uh, European tourism. And, and nowadays, with the pound even uh, lower, it even leads to a lot of tourism from inbound UK because, you know, going to Europe is just more expensive. So at this point in time, um, you know, we look at this um, quite optimistic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And London is a quite a particularly competitive market for hotels. And so what have you been doing to ensure profitability there? Yeah, so we are um, uh, particularly on the South Bank at this point. Uh, we um, we have two and a half thousand rooms from the South Bank, and if you look at our product, we tend to invest in uh, a, a bit larger rooms that you would uh, usually see. So we um, uh, uh, the, the the share of in our portfolio of studio rooms, which can host a full family uh, versus you know just having a large room, is quite large. And I think that offering, together uh, with destination restaurants and and very big conference facilities makes us a bit unique in the city. So uh, we'll have our own demand, so to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, the company recently transferred from a standard to a premium listing in London. So what are you hoping to achieve by this change? Yeah, so 10 years ago, um, we uh, we first listed on the AIM. Um, and since then, we've grown our business uh, quite dramatically. Uh, we have 1.6 billion in assets right now. And, and we felt uh, the move up to the premium uh, reflected the, the maturity of the company. Um, we hope to uh, reach a wider investor base. We have aspirations to somehow come up in the FTSE index series. Uh, and, and, and that's really uh, the purpose why we did this. Mm-hmm. We feel it uh, fits the maturity of the company at this stage. And a number of other kind of travel and tourism operators that have been reporting in recent weeks have been saying that they've been hurt quite badly by this unusually warm weather in the UK and the World Cup football just encouraging people to stay home instead of going somewhere. And so I know these results were to the 30th of June, so not the full summer period. But uh, since post-period end, have you noticed any? Uh, Yeah, I can actually tell you the opposite. Uh, The warm weather in London... Uh, together with the Farnborough Air Show uh, that we had in London, actually uh, made us have a very good July. Um, even STR, which is uh, it's kind of the benchmark in the industry, is saying that July was uh, was uh, was quite good, and um, we're experiencing exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, is that specifically in London or throughout? The so rest of the I mean, if as well? uh, so, throughout London, that's the case. Uh, if you look at the other areas, so we are in uh, in Amsterdam and in Germany and Croatia. Croatia reached the finals, so um, um, we 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 saw a large influx because of that. Because you know, Croatia actually, thanks to the finals, now became on the map. Um, in Amsterdam, we um, we experienced a very strong uh, first half, and and we see that trend continuing. And same in uh, Germany, actually. So, uh, no, we didn't see uh, anything like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Croatia, during the er, in the results, you talk about this new glamping product that's. Uh, launch there. So can you explain to some of our listeners who perhaps might not know what that is? Yeah, so we uh, obviously invest in hotels, of which we have 38, but we also have eight uh, campsites. And um, campsites from a property business, from a yield perspective, are very interesting. So uh, what we did in Croatia, uh, we have eight campsites that are uh, quite basic, just uh, just camping, uh, three uh, three star product. Um, and what we did in Croatia, we we basically turned one of the campsites into a full glamping uh, offer, which means uh, we have a four or six person tent, 
uh, air conditioning, uh, bathrooms, um, just a proper bed with five-star linen on it. Um, there's an out, uh, outdoor spa. Everything is sea view. Um, so with that, we basically created from a campsite a, a mini hotel, so to say, with 200 different entrances. From a yield perspective, that's really interesting for us because previous uh, in a season for a pitch, you could ask like 40 euros per pitch uh, per night, whereas uh, now in the high season, they go for uh, above 200 euros a piece. Hmm. Pitch. And in terms of customer base, do you feel like you're targeting someone who would already be staying at a park plaza or is this sort of a, a new... Well, you you see, together. yeah, you see, it's really a uh, uh, glamping is a real uh, experience. I was, uh, I would say, it's it's probably uh, attracting a different type of public that would usually sleep in a hotel, but it's also not the public that you would usually host on a regular campsite. So it has all the facilities of a hotel, but you still sleep in canvas, so to say. So it has kind of the outdoor feel, but with a good good luxury to it. Hmm, interesting option. Um, well, that's great. Well, thanks for your time. And that's all we have time for today. But for more Boardroom Talks podcasts, head to the Investors Chronicle website, iTunes, or Acast. Thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>